0: Hello, and welcome to this special episode of the Dealer Talk Podcast. I'm Ryan Girardi. Thank you for tuning in, and shouts out to Mr. Herb Anderson for inviting me here to make this special episode for the DTP. Now, to give you some background, I do a show every week. It's called the Mobility Tech and Connectivity Show, and it features industry news and current events, guest interviews, and panel discussions. Basically it's a live studio recording session for my podcast called AutoConverse where we have conversations with people about ideas and technologies that influence how we are connected and the way we get around. Some of the information we discuss can be a bit granular and specific to the dealership business. So Herb has offered to let us feature some of this content here with you guys. So in this episode you're going to hear are highlights from our most recent show that included a panel discussion about the audio drop-in app, Clubhouse. And I think you'll be happy to know that Herb himself was on the panel, so you'll get to listen to Herb in today's episode.
1: No, I mean, from when you and I did our session, you, you were telling me about it. And then I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of research on this because I want to I want to speak intelligently to it. But then I was like, you know what, I'm going to be the guy that doesn't know and is going to have a completely different uh, take on it. Um, but, yeah, I, I know the basics, like what you were talking about. The I think the voice portion of it, I think that's that's the future. So it's pretty interesting to see that uh, kind of going into the social media realm, so to speak.
0: Now, to get started, I need to ask Do you ever experience FOMO? That is, the fear of missing out on something? FOMO is a real phenomenon. It's not new to humans, but it's become increasingly more common and it can cause significant stress in our lives. And FOMO can affect just about anybody, but some people are at even greater risk. The idea that you might be missing out on a good time is not new to our era. It has presumably been around for centuries. You can even see evidence of FOMO in ancient texts, but it's only been studied over the last few decades, beginning with a 1996 research paper by marketing strategist, Dr. Dan Herman, who coined the term fear of missing out. Since the advent of social media, FOMO has become more obvious and it's been studied more often. Social media has accelerated the FOMO phenomenon in several ways. And provides a situation in which you are comparing your regular life to the highlights of others' lives. And I can't think of a more effective social media tool to perpetuate FOMO and others than the new invite-only Clubhouse app for iPhone. Now, in short, Clubhouse is an audio-based social media app. It describes itself as a new type of social product based on voice. It allows people everywhere to talk, tell stories, develop ideas, deepen friendships, and meet interesting new people around the world. So basically you can jump in and out of different chats on different subjects, something akin to a live, free-flowing podcast. In fact, here is Jonathan Dawson from Psychology explaining Clubhouse in his own terms.
2: But Let me give you the gist of what I think you should think about when you're trying to think about what Clubhouse is. Uh, I want you to imagine that something like a Spotify podcasting site um, has uh, has met up with a Kickstarter and they have a baby. And all the while that's happening somewhere else in the world, um, LinkedIn and Snapchat hook up and they have a baby. And then those two babies at some point in the future hooked up and had a baby. So it's like it's like it's it's this creative, creative, like crazy world where you have this concept of podcasting, but it's like interrupted podcasting because it's like you have a public forum podcast. So you're able to you know speak to your audience. People raise their hand. You say, what do you got to say? And all of a sudden you're interacting with your audience, moving people in and out of the audience all the time, different moderators doing things. So you got this kind of like interactive podcast concept.
0: Now, last month on our show, we featured a panel discussion that focused on how people in automotive are utilizing the app and what their experiences have been like. As I said moments ago, Herb was on the panel alongside Cameron Moore from Build-A-Brand, Jonathan Dawson from Cellcology, and Mike Columbus, who sells the Honda brand in the Seattle area. When I asked John what attracts him to Clubhouse, his response resonated with me. Listen.
2: What attracts me to it, of course, is nuance, right? It's new. I think psychologically, because that's my focus is psychology. I think that we've spent a year kind of locked up, a year deprived from intimacy of relationship, a year deprived from connection. And you're put in this environment and there's something about tonality of voice that communicates empathy and authenticity or passion or conviction, in a unique way that Facebook as a platform for communication has robbed us of. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get into a Facebook thread with people and just read a thread and you like, see the way people are like mean and vicious and cruel and heartless. And, and you just know that if those two same people were in a room together being watched, they would have never acted the way they did. So there's a humanity to the way people are talking to each other.
0: This is an intriguing viewpoint. I don't disagree with John about Facebook and social media and that Clubhouse provides a fresh alternative. I personally have been shifting away from social media over the last few years, especially this past year, seeing how big tech companies such as Apple and Amazon and Facebook, Google, YouTube, Twitter, all have overexerted their power and influence. That said, I don't see Clubhouse as being any different. It's a novel app. It has all the rage right now, but like all bright, shiny objects, that luster will fade away and its users, that's you and me, the real product, we will be the ones who pay the price for Clubhouse's success and eventually the app maker's power and influence over time as the app evolves, assuming that it does. But for the time being, Clubhouse has a lot to offer. And as you'll hear throughout this discussion, it might be a good trade-off. So if you haven't checked it out, then you might want to do that. Here's Cameron Moore from Build-A-Brand explaining his experience with the app so far.
3: Okay. So obviously my uh, description is not going to be as great as uh, JD's. JD. No, you got to one up both of them, man. You got to one up. I mean, the only way I can actually tell people, like if people ask me what it is, I'm like, man, think about like walkie talkies, but on steroids. Um, you know, all your friends have walkie talkies and you could just ping in real fast and get something of value. And you know, that's something that like when, when I'm learning something, I have to see a video of it or I have to hear it. Right. So I love podcasts. I love watching videos and you know i got a lot of value when i was selling cars from watching jonathan dawson stuff and you know with that when you're going into these rooms you make so many connections like you know i'll jump into a room with some of our clients at Builder brand and they're like hey can tell everyone what you do and it's like oh man i didn't come here to talk about builder brand i came here just to hang out with you guys um but you know i have actually been able to gain more clients people purchasing our product in those rooms because we just talk about it and we we talk about things that can help each other and you can easily just go into any of these rooms and find something that you're interested in or start your own. So if you want to start your own for maybe just talking about gaming tips or, you know, just anything in the world, the people that jump in are people that are actually going to enjoy your content that are going to be kind of high value, you know, people because they're engaged with what you're saying. And I like the fact that you can leave a room quietly. (laughs) So it's not like you have to be like, hey, I'm leaving. You can just leave quietly. But, you know, I've been on a few with Jonathan. Jonathan's like, all right, I'm leaving. And then someone, you know, he's like, all right, guys, I really have to leave this time. Uh, But it makes it super easy. The UI UX of it's beautiful. Um, It's a very, very easy app to use. And, uh, of course, like uh, Herbert said something earlier, that audio is the future. And I believe that 100%. That's why. You know, a year and a half ago, like I was like, how, how can I put my podcast on Amazon Alexa? Alexa, stop listening. Sorry, she's right behind my screen. Um, but how could I do that? Because audio is the future. And, you know, when I wake up, I like automations. My entire morning's automated uh, for like what news I'm listening to or podcasts, or the weather. And then then I get these nice texts that are, you know, super subtle Clubhouse. Hey, Jonathan Dawson's room. You enjoying? I'm like, oh, I love hearing Jonathan talk. Heck yeah. Click. Um, so I think it's a, it's an amazing app and it allows us to actually com- communicate with and connect with more people than just what we see on social media.
0: And here is Mike Columbus's take on the
4: clubhouse. I agree hundred percent with how Jonathan described it, but that's not how I, I would describe it. Imagine being able to go to any conference you want in the world at any time in the, of the day or night, you're laying in bed and you're scrolling through clubhouse. And you see Grant Cardone is is in a room. You see Jonathan Dawson is in a room. You see Glenn Lundy is in a room. And there's 600, 800 people in this room. And you just go into the room and and begin listening, learning, raising your hand, having a dialogue with a Grant Cardone or, or any of these other people who are pretty famous. It's just unbelievable the power of this app.
0: Mike and I are pretty close. And when I suggested we dedicate the panel discussion to Clubhouse, I asked who he thinks we should invite. He said, Jonathan Dawson, here's why.
4: I feel Jonathan has taken what little I know of Clubhouse to another level. Um, He's an excellent moderator. He controls the room. Uh, He has an enormous amount of followers. Uh, People jump into his room as soon as they see he's on. And I don't know anyone better other than perhaps Glenn Lundy.
0: The second half of the discussion got pretty fluid. John had some good pushback in my response to my opposition with social media, making us, its users, the product. And Herb, who has yet to try the app at the time of the panel, he had some good insights to share as well.
1: Yeah, no, it sounds incredible. I'll definitely be um, using a lot more of it now. and you know, Not more, but actually get into it and figure it out. Um, I love the accessibility part of it. I think that having access to... You know obviously it'd be great to you know be able to talk to uh, personalities like grant cardone and 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 people like that but at the same time um you know when you think about it how many how many grant cardones are out there how many Ty lopuses are out there that don't have the exposure you know for whatever reason and this allows a, a, an opportunity for us to connect with those folks and get their perspectives and then on the flip side, now my brain is going full, full blown automotive, right? Like, how can we leverage this in the dealer community? You know, I can envision this being a, a, a place where, where dealers can have direct access to consumers in a way that has never been done before. Like, um, you know, forget a survey. If you, if you, if you can, uh, put a room together that, that, you know, average consumers would join, um. Then you would have their 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 ears, right? You'd be able to, to ask them questions and get that firsthand perspective, which I think oftentimes is lacking in the space because, you know, um, the people on this side of, of the desk sort of a deal. We're doing this all, all day, every day. It's very hard for us to have that consumer perspective sometimes. So, um, yeah, it sounds incredible, man.
0: So here's the remainder of the conversation for you. It picks up with John talking about the access that clubhouse gives users to high profile people, the fear of missing out and one upping others with a value.
2: Kevin Hart, Paris Hilton are in a room at the same time. And you can talk to either one of them. I mean, like when have you ever had access to people like this? Gary Vee, Ty Lopez are in a room. You can just raise your hand and all of a sudden you're talking to these people. The, the, the connection connectivity community of it and the access it's democratized access to knowledge and to uh, informational you know. Um, experts it's just democratized it it's given it to the people and it's like this, if I can explain it like this another way to think about it. It's in in great rooms, not in all rooms, but in great rooms, it is a it is a game of value one upmanship that mm-hmm. is relentless. I'm in the room and someone says something brilliant. I go, gosh, that's brilliant. I got to say something more brilliant. So then I'm adding value and I'm, and all of a sudden you spent two hours doing this and you go, I, I gave away like $40,000 worth of stuff I would have charged for. Like this is insane. And then the FOMO kicks in and you don't want to not be in the room again because someone else is dropping value and it's a game of value one upmanship and you got to be in the game. It's crazy.
0: And then from here, we talk about friction and how Clubhouse has eliminated so much of the friction that gets in the way with digital media.
2: Ryan, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Just speaking of friction, because there's, I think Herbert's uh, screen is still pinned.
0: Uh, It is. You're right. Let me see. And so
2: that's, like I that's a perfect example of the friction of video is this, you know, do you have your hair right? Like my hair is a mess right now because I've been Wearing uh, headphones and hats, I'm in in Michigan, I'm freezing. My hair's a mess, like, is my hair okay? Do I have the room? When I started my video camera, my bed was featured. I'm like, this is part of the friction of video Video, that even though video creates a dynamic that is irreplaceable in some ways because it is the face-to-face. It's also, you know, moving screens and making sure it's lined up properly. And none of that is happening on Clubhouse. Just speaking of friction, this is part of it that it has eliminated.
0: Well, that's why I mentioned it because it it has effectively eliminated the friction. Now it's still social media. John, you brought up something really key that I was curious about. You said that there is absolutely no recording of the rooms and that is like, like that is legally protected. Like, like that's something everyone can count on.
2: Yeah. So it's against their terms of service. If they discover that you have, um, If they discover that you have done any recording or in your possession of recording, they will ban you for life from the app. But what about
0: them? What about the platform recording?
2: So I I haven't read the terms of service to that degree on the legality. I think they reserve the right to record. I'm sure that they, in fact, do because they probably need it for, like I said, voice scrubbing um, for all all the data they're collecting. I mean, can you imagine their voice recognition software data that they could collect off of all these conversations? I mean, it'd be priceless.
0: Well, this is why I brought it up. Because while Clubhouse has removed all the friction that of con- of connecting people in a in a multimedia room, and we know that video is is 75% of the friction, it's done that. It's got the social networking part down, right? I see John Dawson, Mike Columbus all day long on my phone, right? I'm like, Jesus, how do these guys do this? <laughs> but it's still a social media app. You said something, John, that struck a chord with me, and you said that that people probably started to feel robbed from Facebook. You said Facebook, but I think all social media, because here we are in this pandemic being locked down. And, and, you know, one argument years ago was social media is connecting the world. And now you're saying it's not connecting us effectively or well enough. It's not satisfying, which is why the hell I got off of half of social media over the past because it's just not serving that and clubhouse is right but it's still social media in my mind we're going to put all this time into an app because why because we want the relationships right we want the branding the power the branding power is phenomenal i, I love the branding power of twitter it's like you tweet and it shows up on someone's phone uh, but it's still a social media app you can put all this time and and intellectual property and give it to the app, right? And over time they're gonna have to monetize this and they're gonna have to do something with all that information and insight. On my prediction, five years from now, three years, it's it's gonna just be another piece of social media. It's just another social media tool. That's just my take on that. Because it's not anything more than that. We are still the product. Does that concern you at all?
2: Uh, which part of it, though, when you say the the fact that it'll eventually just become another platform?
0: I, gu- is- I guess the fact that that you're the product and Cameron, yeah. I'd love to hear you, too. Wh- whenever it's free, yeah, you're the product. Right. And while you're getting the instant gratification of the of the experience, the long term to me, if anything, this this whole election cycle showed us is how powerful big tech is yeah of course i mean they're equivalent to a to a government to an international government they are bullying the u.s government and the european government so i guess in that sense it's not innovative because it's just another to me it's another uh collection mechanism that that we're the product of and that that does in back of my mind it's like uh do it at are at arm's length. That's me.
1: Yeah. But what's the difference then now than like what you're doing this and your, your, your website, your blog. I mean, it's still, that's you, right. It's part of your product. I think this is just the evolution mm. in that it's, you know, like it's got the voice element. It's got the ability to, um, interconnect people regardless of, of some of the, the, the limitations that we've had in the past. Um, so it, I think it's a natural, I think it's it's a natural evolution of where you know it's a, it's kind of a marriage between what social media is right now and where the future what the future has for us um, ahead.
0: the The difference to answer your question is is that it's not you you're not in control of your destiny. And what I mean by that is, you could get banned, you could get censored, right? Your your information, your behavioral information, your intent data, is is monetizable, and you you're not getting any of that. Um, aside from this feed right now streaming live to YouTube, which I might stop doing. Aside from that, you a have to be registered to be here on the Zoom, right? Um, and I'm not monetizing this. I'm not monetizing this in in a way that 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 big tech companies would, right? They're aggregating the intent, the behavior, and that's not happening in this case. So it is to me, it is a very stark difference. Same effect. It is the same effect. We're all in a room talking. Right. But the product piece yes, is, I think, is
2: a bit different. I mean, I guess, I guess like it's all about trade-off at that point, right? It so is a trade-off. To me, to me, the trade-off is, you know, for the upside for my company. So, yes, I've given away tons of information. Like I've basically held entire seminars on, Co- on Clubhouse so far that people used to pay thousands of dollars in ticket value to get in the door. To listen to some of the stuff that i was teaching on clubhouse but uh but i've also generated already i've got um i've got invoices out right now for over a hundred thousand dollars and i've been on the platform t- for two weeks so i'm not i mean for the trade-off i'm okay with the trade-off i mean at this point they can have my voice and the audience can have my content and i'll outvalue as many people as i can in the race to win recognition in the room as a person that you want to follow, you want to know what he has to say, because he's going to solve problems in a meaningful way. And you're going to have community and connection with this person that maybe you've seen on YouTube videos and all this and and all that was kind of like a almost a one-way push content. And here it's a dialogue. You know, it's not just one way push content. It's an actual conversation. So when you can have a conversation and you can have connection and you can have community that's when you have Clubhouse. That's what Clubhouse does. And so I think for those reasons, I take the trade-off. I
0: think How it's well, the they, right word. It's a trade-off.
1: You yeah. still grow, like your audience is growing, You, your personality is growing, you're becoming more of an authority within your industry, even more so than, than doing the, the solo approach, like what a lot of us have been doing on pl- places like LinkedIn, just giving, giving, giving. But there isn't a There isn't a dialogue. At least with this, sounds like you have an exchange with somebody, and it's just that's a deeper connection.
2: Herbert, let me let me use another word, which is collaboration, right? So when you're on when you're in a clubhouse and you're moderating with um, you know, some of my top clients, like I have Alex Flores in there, and I've got Josh Cummins in there. You know, you got two of the top dealerships in the country, and I'm up there moderating, and they're my clients, and they're talking about what difference psychology has made for them. You got this massive authority, transfer trust from, you know, quality dealers who are, who are saying this is why we chose psychology. But it's not a psychology commercial. It's more of just kind of like they're, they're reinforcing the truths of the things I'm sharing with the rest of the audience that they can be implementing. And then you get other voices in there and other expert industry experts coming in there. And all of a sudden you see like this, this uh, collaboration uh, and coagulation, like everything kind of like merging together. And it's this one unified, you know, room and it's just a really cool experience because even though you've got massive egos in the room, so far my experience has been, the drive behind the ego in the room so far seems to be, how do I add even more value? Because part of the ego is, I don't wanna be up here on stage and not have something of value to say to the audience. So so I think the audience wins, The the if you wanna call us the experts, the vendor space who are trying to elevate our expertise, we win. The community wins, and so far it's been a win-win. And uh with that being said, I do have to go to my Pinnacle Mastermind Society. Uh I've <laughs> got a, a speaking of collaboration. We, we, me, Frank Cornedi, and Ali Rada, uh, two of the top salespeople in the entire world. The two combined last year sold over twenty-five hundred retail cars between two salespeople.
0: That's Ali like and who?
2: Units between two people. Ali and who? Ali, Ali Rada, and Frank Cornedi. Frank. Um... Yeah, Frank Cornedi. Twenty
0: five hundred cars between the two of them? Between
2: two people, yes.
0: Mike, you better get in that room.
2: Yeah. Well, Mike Columbus <laughs> okay. is a pinnacle. He's he's a pinnacle society member. Okay. Good. Good. So he, but anyways, but I, I sure that say I've got a. We have a mastermind call twice a month, and that call starts at nine, which is in three minutes.
0: You go so do it. It's great to have thank you, up everybody. You.
2: Great opportunity. Thanks so much for allowing me to share, Ryan. Appreciate the opportunity to share with your audience. Thank you so much for being a gracious host.
0: Absolutely, great to have you here. We'll see you soon. Bye. All right. So guys, I do like to keep the panel to 30 minutes. We're coming up towards the end. Um, Cameron, uh, do you want to add your kind of your final word to all this?
3: Um, what are you yeah. going
0: to do with, what are you going to do with Clubhouse professionally in the automotive space?
3: So what I'm going to do is actually uh, I'm going to build, provide value, obviously um, to things that salespeople could do. Um, you know, of course, when I'm you know sharing our product, we do so much. Um, But just giving stuff that they could do even without our product, because that's where I found that I've actually gained clients is giving them ideas and tips so that they could actually build their business. And that's something I got from Jonathan Dawson. Jonathan Dawson, he built value in me by watching his YouTube videos. You know, I was getting that one way of his content and then I saved up twelve hundred dollars to go to one of his conferences for one day and it changed my life. Um, But I would just want to build value and give them something that they can actually use to make money. And then if they ever want to come to our platform, I'd love to have them. Um, But I'm not there to sell. Like I'm really there to just build a community, build relationships, because, you know, regardless if, you know, the, the world goes in end, internet's out or whatever um, you know, I think those relationships are more important than anything else.
0: And Amanda would back that up. um, Amanda on the, um, on the live chat here on YouTube, she says, whether Clubhouse is here in five years or not, doesn't matter, the connections only start there and it's up to you to continue those off the platform or not. Very true, Amanda. And she also pointed out that ROI doesn't have to be monetary all the time. And I, I agree, uh, you know, my point it wasn't is, make money, but, but ha- it has to be a good investment of your time. And that's but something-
1: is, you're- if you have something to sell and nobody knows you, what's the number one objective that you have is obscurity. Nobody knows who you are. Right. And if mm-hmm. people know you and they, and you know what you're talking about and you, you have a product to offer and and you know, the more people that you can get in front of the, the, the you're just, you're going to win eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah. And
0: yeah, people are with, tapping into that for sure.
3: I was going to say, I can agree, you know, more with uh, Herbert because that's something that's, you know, that I've seen is like, you know, building value of like how they could do things, how they could use our product. And the intent was never to sell something, but eventually like they came and like, hey, I want to do this. I'm like, that's awesome, man. Like, you know, we've built a friendship up. That's great. You want to jump on the product. Um, But yeah, I agree with him.
0: Well, this is good. Um, Guys, I like to be real disciplined with the program. I was going to ask Mike his final word, but he had to step out, it looks like. So
3: I'm kind of um, nervous for you to jump on a clubhouse because good luck trying to end it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's it. Any... Herb, you got any final words? You're good.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, it, it, it doesn't matter whatever end of the spectrum you are. I think that all these all these platforms, it's worth the investment in whether you're gonna be a content creator or you're just gonna be a consumer of content. Um, because ultimately, you know, the, the beauty of all this stuff for me, personally, is the opportunity to learn. And if you think about yourself as a professional, right? Um, you should always be in the constant pursuit of knowledge of whatever your field or space is and who better to learn from than the people that are doing whatever it is that you want to do, right? So if you want to be a great trainer or whatever in the automotive space, who should you follow? The great trainers that that are out there, um, you know, in, in today's environment and learn from what they're doing and, and kind of uh, um, use that that opportunity to to educate yourself. And so I think that, you know, What's going on? What what has been happening on LinkedIn? This particular platform, I, I don't know, but I'm definitely going to invest my time on, in podcasting and things like that. It just they've accelerated learning for a lot of us, and um and it's just great to have these you know to have these uh, these resources available to us.
0: All right, good stuff. I must say that was me and Herb with Jonathan Dawson from Cellology, Mike Columbus with Honda and Cameron Moore with build a I'm Ryan Girardi. Thank you for listening. This special episode of the Dealer Talk podcast is brought to you by Ask Auto. With Ask Auto, you can skip the clicks and start conversations with in-market auto shoppers, actively seeking vehicle trade and purchase info in your backyard. Find out more by going to autoconversion.net forward slash askauto. That's www.autoconversion.net Forward slash ask auto O T T O. Ask Auto. More conversations about cars sells more cars.